Welcome to this inspiring message by Paul Van Essen at Greater Life Church. For more information about us, do visit our website www.greaterlife.org.uk. Praise God. What a great thing it is to do, to worship God. And uh, thanks for joining us in worship. Uh, I'm conscious of the time this morning. Uh, because we did actually have a strong time in the Word of God talking about giving. Uh, so I'm going to keep this uh, on the briefer side today, but I do want to continue what I said I would do in talking about healing, physical healing. Uh, we're in a zone right now where we're talking a little about warfare. Uh, we've done that for a couple of weeks, and I've got a message in my heart and ready on, which we didn't get to two weeks ago, because last week I think we had Carrie uh, bringing the word of God to us, um, on the armor of God. So in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about that, uh, because I want you guys to be equipped to successfully negotiate what life throws at you. And life is throwing some really challenging things at people right now. I'm the kind of person, just the way God made me that. The tougher it gets, the more it seems like the opposition is strong, the more committed and passionate I am about the victory. So I kind of revel in that kind of thing. And I am so glad to be uh, in a position where I can help people with that perspective. So part of God's purpose and plan for people is that they're healed. Uh, we're going to speak next week at 4 p.m. about some of the transition things in church. Um, I may well in the morning speak some more about healing um, because we won't cover everything. Um, this isn't going to go on for months, but I want to help you get healed, number one. And number two... I want to help you to minister healing to other people. Uh, that's partly why we had Lou bring her thoughts, and I'm sure she will bring some more thoughts too as well, and Carrie. Um, as, we, as we look to bring healing, because Jesus' ministry that we're called significantly, in significant proportion to, to, to follow that example, um, was full of physical healing. What he did the most was to teach the Word of God, to preach the Word of God, to heal sick people and to cast out devils. Those were the biggest things in his life, if you read the story. So they're things that we should be looking at our own lives and saying, how am I doing on those things? Anyway, this week, I want to just introduce this idea on receiving healing from God and just bring a couple of points to you on how you can receive healing from God. We'll, we'll, let's look at three simple key points. Are you ready? Because I'm going to keep this pretty to the point because we did, I know we had to absorb some stuff to do with giving. And I think that will have fed people. It felt like God's touch was on that this morning. So let me talk though here. Uh, this Now in this little time we have with receiving physical healing, because it's God's intention, His desire. What we need to understand is that it's always His will to bless people. That includes in your spirit, 
your inward life, your soul, your thinking, your emotions, and your physical body, and your material world. God's desire is for people to be whole, for people to function well. It's not for them all to be millionaires. That's silly. It's for them to prosper within the context of the world that they're in. Their socioeconomic, what, whatever. If, if, if to, to prosper in Pakistan is different to prospering in the West. It's just a different situation. And, and so, you know, the idea that people, and, and we, we had it for a while there in the body of Christ where prosperity was becoming such a end in itself, you know, that people were feeling like if they didn't drive new cars and have new houses and have millions in the bank, they were missing God somehow or they were unspiritual. That's a disastrous misrepresentation of God's truth. But right on the other hand, God wants you to have plenty. He's always been that way, and everything about him is. Now, when it comes to healing, God wants you to walk in health, and I want to touch on three different things that are going to help you receive healing. Are you ready? Number one, this is a, they're all big. Number one is hunger. You've got to be hungry if you're going to receive anything from God. And I think this is the possibly the single biggest issue that the Western church particularly faces. We're just not very hungry for the things of God. Now, the Bible says this, open your mouth, book of Psalms, open your mouth wide and I will fill it. If you open your mouth wide, there's anticipation, there's hunger, then God will fill the open hungry mouth. That's in Psalms. In the New Testament, Jesus teaches like this. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. And even though his particular point is righteousness, the truth remains that whatever you hunger and thirst for, that creates, that will call in a filling. It's a spiritual principle. And so when people's lives are devoid or empty of anything much of value, it's because they don't hunger for anything much of value. When, for instance, our priority... So next week, very simple example, we're going to have church live at 10.30 online like this. And we attempt to run about an hour and a quarter. That will run five or ten minutes over that today. But that's kind of the goal. And then at four o'clock, we're going to meet for about an hour and a quarter in our building in Wendover Road in Staines. And so that's two services in one day. Now, I know enough about the Western Christian Church to know that for a lot of Christians, they're going to be thinking, well, one or the other. You know, I mean, a bit fanatical going to both. And if you went to both and then you were at Zoom on Monday and Thursday, praying for 20 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and then with us in the Bible study, there is a kind of thinking that's like, that's quite extreme, isn't it? I want to suggest to you it's not extreme at all. I want to suggest to you that it's actually the door to normal Christianity and that what we've seen 
and what we've substantially experienced in the West is very nominal and that the people that we might consider very full-on for God, and people would probably say that about me, is actually people trying to get back to what is just simple, normal Christianity. Read the book of Acts, the opening, well, the whole lot, but the opening 12 verses before those first journeys start, and, and get the feel of what church is. They're in each other's homes celebrating, worshipping, thanking God, eating together every day. They're, they're meeting in the temple, in the, in the house of God, every day at nine o'clock in the morning. Now, if you say to me, well, I've got to work at nine, well, then we'll start at six or seven. And I am given to serve the people of God. I'm called to serve the people of God. But when there isn't much hunger, when it's basically too much of a problem to get up earlier to pray, or to go to church more than once because well, what else are you going to do with seven lots of 24 hours? Watch TV? You know? What are we hungry for? What do you really want in your life? Is he, look, look at it this way, is he the pearl of great price or isn't he? That's a parable in that Jesus teaches when He's talking about the kingdom of God, and of course, he is the he the kingdom of God is in him. But he says it's the wise man that discovered this pearl, or in another occasion, it was something that was in the ground that was of immeasurable value. And he he um he said to him, uh, that man sells everything to buy the piece of land that's got the treasure in it. But you had to sell everything else first. You had, in other words, no, nobody's saying you have to sell in that sense. But the point is that you've got to be more hungry for God and the things of God than you are for anything else. You know what? As I'm speaking with you live here, this is all we're going to talk about for the next five minutes. I've got lots of other wonderful things to say about healing and, and I want to get you healed. But this is a big one. How badly do you want healing? How badly do you want the things of God? If he is the pearl of great price, if Jesus is, is if the kingdom is, and our heart has been so moved that we think, Whatever it costs me, I'm getting him. That's when real Christianity starts. All through history, what we would call revivals, moves of God, things that I teach on, that I love very much, that I seek to live in that same way. They may be moves of God. There may be remarkable outpourings of the Holy Spirit. They have been, they continue to be today, and it's going to get bigger. But it's going to come to people who hunger for God more than they hunger for anything else. You could use that verse in Matthew 22, verses 39 through to about 41 or 2, when, when they say, well, what's the, to Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? In the New Testament, in what's the greatest commandment? Sorry, they say 
it's in the he's he's bringing in the new testament and and he says love god with all your heart all your soul all your mind all your strength everything in you agape love him and the second thing is just like it agape love people like you love yourself well that's the same thing we got to ask ourselves am i agape loving god with everything in me am i hungering for the kingdom of god because healing which is our particular topic today is part of the kingdom of god it's a spiritual reality in ephesians 1 3 remember this you'll have heard it before blessed be the god and savior of our lord jesus christ who has blessed us past tense with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in christ ephesians 1 verse 3 great verse something that should be well established in your heart blessed be god why am i blessing god and honoring god because i know that he has blessed me past tense when did that happen that happened when jesus died on a cross in my place sacrificially and thereby gave me access to the presence of god complete cleansing from every wrongdoing in history actually past present and future healing of every sickness inherited whatever every situation complete restoration to god returning to my father to become what he dreamed for me to become a man or a woman created in his image walking like god thinking like god giving like god releasing power like god achieving the purpose of life for them that god had for them like like he would that was his intention that door opened on the day jesus sacrificially died he has blessed us with what every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in christ every spiritual blessing means blessings that were wrought in the spiritual world not sure if the pakistani people will understand that word wrought uh, i'm trying to think of another word that's but but it, it was it came about in the spirit realm in other words when jesus died the forgiveness of sins was a spiritual reality and as we embrace or receive what is a spiritual reality it becomes a natural reality in our world it's the moving or shifting of it from a place where it's already established which is in the heavenly places that's where that exists and it's in christ because christ himself is the one who created it or caused it to come to pass but then we receive it in our bodies in our lives on the earth that's the walk of faith and until we until we hunger and thirst for those things first our lives will be dominated by things other than the spiritual realm so you see all the time in the new testament uh, uh, an encouragement not to look at the things that are seen but the things that are unseen we're not citizens of the earth we're citizens of heaven 
We, our life is hidden with Christ in God. That's where we really live. And if that were true, well, it is true. If it's true, then however, how, how much we receive of that in our lives has everything to do with the priority that's in our hearts. When we hunger and thirst more for God than we do for anything else, then we, we, we engage in that realm where every spiritual blessing is. So a spiritual blessing, healing is a spiritual blessing because it was the result of a curse. It is not natural to the human body to be ill. It's not normal. It is common in the earth because we're living as earthly people. But from heaven's perspective, it's completely abnormal, subnormal. It is normal that you're 100% healthy. That's how God intended you to be. That's, you can see that from, for two reasons. One is because every time you're sick, you try and get healthy. Pakistan, in Pakistan, Sebastian was ill this week. He had to go to hospital. Why? Trying to get healthy. You know internally that health is better and righter than sickness. Every time something happens here, midst of the COVID thing, everything else, we, our automatic drive is to get back to health. Why? Because that's normal. That's where we function well. That's when we can be who we are. And, and we've got to get that established in our thinking. It's normal to be healthy. It's subnormal to be ill. Illness is a, an invader in our world trying to take us out of God's best, put another way, trying to take us out of what belongs to us in the spiritual realm. Whatever curse there was, could be financial, could be generational, could be illness, curses are real things, on your life, on your family history, whatever. When Jesus died, that was broken because Satan is the one behind every curse and he was defeated. You now are curseless. You now are free from inheriting anything. You say to me, well, how come that people have this thing? Because they've never heard what I'm telling you today and they don't hunger for it. They don't thirst for it. They don't invest their life in it. They'd rather invest their life in watching a rerun of Friends or making sure that they have a beer and a pizza and, you know, watch the news rather than investing their life in the truth of the kingdom of God. Listen, every treasure you need, which includes physical healing, is in that kingdom. That's why Jesus told that parable. Everything else doesn't matter compared to the pearl of great price, which is Jesus, but it's also talking actually about the kingdom of God. That realm, it's in heavenly places. So you thirst for heavenly things more than you thirst for earthly things. You have to deal with earthly things. There's nothing wrong with watching a good movie. There's nothing wrong with eating a good meal. In fact, it's a good thing to do because you're part, you have a physical body. The point is, what does my heart hunger for? What do I thirst for? 
and I speak, I, I, I speak to myself like this in the same way I'm speaking to you. It's what God, it's the way God has wired me. It's part of the message that I'm called to bring. Because I'll speak myself exactly the same way. Because we all live in this flesh. We all have a flesh nature and the flesh nature will want to take it easy, watch TV, eat too much ice cream, spend too much money, not pray because it's too much like hard work, try and get out of church if I possibly can. That's the flesh nature. You've got to kill that thing, actually, but that's a separate message. But the point is, when you hunger for the spiritual world and you say, you know, God, I am going to hunger and thirst for you and your things more than anything else. Whatever I had on today. You know, I was going to do this. I was going to do that. I was going to do the gardening. It's great to do the gardening. But not when you do four hours of gardening and 10 minutes of praying. And you say, well, you, you're sounding like a bit like a revolutionary. I guess I, I guess I am. I'm a revolutionary for the New Testament church. I'm a revolutionary for the book of Acts. I'm a revolutionary for living the way Jesus died so that we could live. Because healing is a spiritual reality established in that world, in the kingdom, in heavenly places. And you have to access heavenly places in your personal private life, which will come by being in the right kind of church, the right meetings, giving full attention instead of half listening, loving the word of God, making a decision you're going to change your schedule, change your whatever, so you can pray with people at Zoom, whatever it is, all those kinds of things, making time in your world, getting up earlier if that's what it is, hungering and thirsting, not because it's a law, not because you somebody is... is whacking you over the head, you've got to do this to be a good Christian, but because this is the reason for life. Hunger and thirst for spiritual things. When you do, you receive from that world. And healing is part of that world. There's a lot of things I could tell you, and, and, and I'm going to talk to you about some of these over the next few weeks about healing. That'll help you. But until we get this... If you don't hunger, so one of the things I can do is write a book and I'm in the process of writing a few books and, and they are going to come out and they're going to help people. But it'll be the same thing. What if I wrote a book for you, thinking of you, on physical healing and you didn't want to pay the five pounds to buy it or you bought it but you never really opened it or you never looked, you, you know, you skipped past the Bible references, you never looked them up yourself. I'll still write it because I know there are hungry people out there and that's who I'm sent to because when you're hungry, I can help you. But if we don't hunger, Jesus Christ himself turning up on your front door is not going to help you. You won't receive anything. It's the hungry and thirsty that receive.